podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Live Bird pod. I am a little bit excited about this one because we have a returning prodigal daughter joining us on this latest edition um, and also our regular contributors Molly and Randy. So um, if you haven't worked it out by now, our uh, late joining uh, old friend is the delightful Ray. Uh, who is still single? We've caught her just before. <laughs> oh, 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 and I really to <laughs> <laughs> um, So we will take the opportunity to give to give them early congratulations on their forthcoming uh, event, um, and we have loads to talk about as well. So, sorry, Ray, what were you saying? <laughs> I wasn't saying anything. I was just laughing. <laughs> plus ça change, plus ça reste le même. Let's start the episode with head cackling and just go from there. Oh, yes. yes it, it's like you never went away. Uh, right, so <laughs> Molly and Randy, welcome aboard as per usual. I hope you two are both well. Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, thank you very well. Marvellous. So we're going to kick straight off and we are going to talk about our marvellous midweeks Champions League uh, victory over Bayern Munich at the Allianz Arena. Um, Randy, let me start with you. Uh, did you manage to watch the game and, and do, do you have notes you will be referring to for this section of <laughs> No, I'm afraid no, no notes this time because I was in the pub, in our regular pub that we always watch Champion League matches. So mm-hmm. it was a marvellous afternoon and evening and it became a party after all because we were so, so happy and I think we were right to. Uh, I think that was a very solid performance from our men and I think they all stepped up and and the amazing Virgil van Dijk as well scoring a marvellous goal and I thought you know this is how it's going to be from now on so I was a bit disappointed today but I mean what a match that was <laughs> yeah well we'll cut we'll come on to today in a little while but um Ray were you I know people have talked about you know ends of cycles and something but were you slightly surprised at uh, particularly in the second half how professional and comfortable we made it look we made Bayern look old and tired <laughs> and I thought yeah. that was that, that was quite something because you know Bayern is held up as the sort of paragon of the Bundesliga um, and I know Dortmund are often re- mentioned in the same breath but Bayern is the standard and um we just made them look really sort of old and farty, really. Um, and it was it was really nice to see that kind of consistency across both halves. And to see, to, to me, it's this unspoken message to opponents that, you know, when we win, it's not just a flash in the pan. And it doesn't really matter who the opponent is. A, we won't be cowed. B, we're not afraid, and C, we're just going to give them whatever we've got. And it just so happened that on Wednesday we had a lot more in the tank than than Bayern had. Um, personally, I've been watching Sadio Mane's first goal on a loop <laughs> since Wednesday. I don't know any other word to describe it. It's ridiculous. How, how to scythe open a defence on your own and <laughs> make Neuer make Neuer look like Seymour Mignolet I mean <laughs> <laughs> but every time I've watched that goal I've sort of 
quite aside from the finishing, it's it's seeing Noya um, flounder around and flop about like a fish out of water. So, um, yeah, um, it's this is something that I think that we need as a fan base. We need to get used to do as well. Um, I think we've we've spent so many years going into big matches against the likes of Bayern Munich and holding our breath and sort of bracing for the worst possible outcome. And um, <laughs> they never seem to deliver that worst possible outcome. We 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 pull it out of the bag each week. So um, I was really pleased with the performance. Very pleased with the um, very pleased with the scoreline. Um, yeah. <laughs> It was a great, it was a great scoreline because let's be honest, very few teams go into Bayern Munich's backyard and beat them there. Well, I think it was it was doubly good to have that kind of scoreline, given that Bayern had come to Anfield and just parked the bus, literally parked the bus. Um, they had to, they had to, pl- they had to play because you know, a they were at home and you know they were buying, and so there was the the weight of expectation on them. And for us to go there and hand their asses to them was really good. I mean, uh, the bit, the only question I suppose I had in my mind is is on the basis of our away performance in the group stage. So Molly, we're you know, were you taking that into account in terms of when we were going to play Bayern Munich? Because I was reasonably comfortable that we would score. I never, I never foresaw that this would be another nil-nil game. But were, did you have any concerns on the basis that we'd lost all of our away games in the group stage? Not really, because like you, like Ray just said, like when we need to, we do pull it out the bag. It is that kind of like heart attack mentality um that we seem to have <laughs> so it, it wasn't it wasn't that at all yeah it was an all-round good team performance and I think because overall you've got trends mm. putting in like those long diagonal balls like on the attack um and I thought for I know Mo is coming under a little bit of I don't think criticism is the right word but maybe questions are being asked um, is a more appropriate way to put it, but the, the like the work that he put into that game mm-hmm. defensively as well yeah. as attacking, I think it just was one of the most solid performances that we've had. Uh, as I say, because everybody put in, I think a hundred percent effort, and the attack, the attack was a team effort, and the defending was a team effort, and I think that just is. From the off, from from kick off, there was no concerns from that point from me really. No, it's it's an interesting one for me because you know when you when you can genuinely sort of sit there in in the second half and be watching the game and actually feel reasonably comfortable playing just away. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, there's been a number of league games where it certainly hasn't felt that comfortable. And, and we may come on to one a little bit later um, <laughs> in, t- in terms of watching our overall performance. But but it does seem like, you know, when when you whatever it is, the Champions League music, the, you know, the, the shirt that's got the five stars on it, whatever it is, there seems to be just an additional something in our step when we when we walk out and like you say when the big games come to town in the Champions League so you know having said that um after we after the brilliant performance and getting through to the quarterfinals we then had the quarterfinal draw on Friday I think you know there have been various things on Twitter around and other social media sort of saying oh you know the way Man City's luck's going you know they'll draw Wickham Wanderers or something and they're not even in the fucking competition so <laughs> um I, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily expecting I I thought we might actually get Barcelona um which we may still get depending on the 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 quarterfinal results but um let's let's think let's talk about the draw I mean I am presuming nobody here is disappointed with us drawing Porto um Ray let's start with you were, no. were you hoping for a, I, I don't know, an all English tie or something, or are you happy with the draw that we got? I I hate all 
English ties in Champions League. Mm -hmm. I just hate them because mm. this becomes an extension of the Premier League and it's just a bit boring. So the fact that we didn't draw City or any of the other English teams in, who are still in the competition was frankly a bonus. Um, the fact that we got Porto, okay, we've got Porto, that's fine. I feel sorry for the Porto fans, but I'm not too concerned for us. So, um, yeah, I'm happy with that. Because um, it's it's going to be Spurs City, isn't it? So, um, yeah. Hate so... <laughs> the, the, bit for, the bit for me so so it was almost inevitable that two English clubs were going to get drawn against each other um, and I actually thought it might be Spurs Man United but um, you know and, I, and I'm not taking anything for granted but we've got we do have a decent record against Porto and it's well within our capabilities to get through that tie and get into the semi-finals. Um, Randy, of the of the other three ties, then so um, Spurs against Man City, uh, Barcelona against Man United, and Juve against Ajax. So, if you were paying your own money out of the three of them, and Liverpool had already played the night before, which one would you be sitting down to watch? Uh, to watch the other matches, you mean? I'm not very interested. I think Ajax Juve is going to be a good one. Uh, and uh, I was actually hoping for Ajax myself, that we got them, but we didn't, so that's fine. Uh, and I actually love the fact that we're going to, if we get through, Let's not jinx it. We're going to meet Barza or Manu. I mean, who wouldn't love to, to kick one of those teams out on the way to the final? That would be a dream, wouldn't it? So I'm actually very, very happy about this draw. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that uh, I, I saw a quote. Um, I don't know if anybody else saw a quote, uh, apparently from Luis Suarez uh, yeah. talking about um, how yeah. he'd, he'd really love to go back to Old Trafford and silence them again. Um, of course. <laughs> so, so, uh, so Molly, are you are you are you backing Luis Suarez? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what I really want to happen because the first legs at Old Trafford, isn't it? Yes, so because in they had to swap it, as I understood it, because of, I don't know, the police advice and they couldn't have mm -hmm. both Manchester teams playing even yeah. on consecutive nights and things. So, yeah. I think ideally Man United get a goal at Old Trafford and then get going hopeful and yeah. get absolutely <laughs> annihilated. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> Um, just, 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 just a little aside on that. Do, do we think um, they've now had their dead cat bounce under Solskjaer? Because if you if you've seen the last few results, um, they lost to Arsenal. They went out of the FA Cup. Um, they lost in something else. I forget what it was. Um, Anyway, whatever, or they, they drew or something. I'm just, um, obviously, I'm not that interested, but if, if it means that they don't do well, then it's fine by me. I'm just wondering if that kind of honeymoon period has worn off with, with Solskjaer. Do you, I mean, is, do, you, do you even care, <laughs> Molly? I mean, it's just, it um, just an observation of mine that they've, they've, their last <laughs> set of results seem to be, you know, having a bit of balance back, shall we say. Yeah, I just think for, like, the, the money they've paid for that team and the, the calibre of player that they've got, they should be winning games and they should be winning games from the start of the season. And I just think they should be a bit embarrassed that they're not. And that's all. Well, <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Don't apologise. We're, we're, we're quite happy with that. Um, so... If if we get past Porto, um, because the way that you could you could get what you want, Randy, in terms of Ajax, is potentially in the final. So if we get past Porto, 
Um, then, like you say, it's it's either Barcelona or Man United. Um, personally, I would prefer Barcelona for for two reasons. I'm kind of with you, Ray, on the I actually don't really enjoy all English ties. Mm. Um, that probably the one exception last season was the Man City game, only because it was so bonkers. But I, you know, I don't think any of us were expecting us to just go and hammer them three nil at Anfield. It was just, it was just a whole magnificent thing. And I'm not saying we don't have the capacity, but, but Liverpool Man United games have a different, a completely different atmosphere to them. And the thought of losing to them yeah. and them going to a Champions League final, I don't think I could bear it. So, well, so I would that, watch, that is the- sorry, go on. Sorry, I think that's to underestimate the sort of magic that Liverpool brings to a Champions League time. We've had so many, and this is just in recent memory, we've had so many mind-blowing, mind-boggling nights at Anfield. Um, You know, Steven Gerrard scoring that goal against Olympiacos and, you know, Istanbul and the night again, we played against um, Dortmund at home. And, you know, this just these absolutely mental nights that we only we appear to be capable of. It's only ever really Liverpool that has these incredible Champions League nights. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm biased. It probably is because I'm biased. But I have not seen other teams in the Champions League pull off performances the way we do in on, in Champions League matches. And I, you know, assume, assuming we get past Porto, and I think that's a relatively safe bet at this point. I'm not afraid of who we face in the semi-finals. I'm just not not afraid of anyone. We'll do it. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm I'm sort of a little bit um just just because I I despise United so much the thought of the thought of uh, losing to them in anything just kind of twists my blood. So <laughs> so I'd much rather they get eliminated. Conversely, there is you know <laughs> the deliciousness of if we put them out if we did face them in the semi-final in order to go to the Champions League final, um, it would almost be as good as winning it. But given a choice, I'd much rather have Barcelona because I do believe we would beat Barcelona. I, 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 don't, I don't fear anybody in the Champions League. And I think a lot of those teams, teams fear us. I think that's the difference. They, as much as they try not to acknowledge it, and and we've got a litany of quotes from people, uh, from players from various clubs going, oh, yes, I've heard about this famous Anfield atmosphere. Oh, yeah, you know, I saw the sign. I thought it would be bigger. Oh, yeah, this, that, the other. And every single one of them have walked away trudging back down the tunnel being on the losing side and then afterwards going, Oh yeah, I get it now. So so I, I'm absolutely with you and I don't I don't fear anybody and I think there are teams that do fear us. Um and no we are not the draw anybody wants in the Champions League. Um so I think that's uh I think that's I, I think that's a brilliant place to be to be honest. And yeah, you know, I could, you know, I could cite, you know, the two Chelsea semi-finals, you know, Roma uh, having to beat them 2-0, then Mil Heskey's header um, after, you know, Julio came back from his heart thing um, in the UEFA Cup final when we, you know, Gary Mack scoring the penalty at the Annie Road end, um, you know, mm-hmm. that run to Istanbul, the, the 2-1 uh, game when we played Juventus, uh, you know that's ridiculous. Luis Garcia goal and Sami Hupia's volley for that matter. So yes, you're right. There's a litany of of, of games going back through history. Um, if and I and I appreciate this is probably not a pleasant question, but if for some reason we didn't make it to the final, what would your what would your preferred final be? Let me put that to you, Randy. Uh, I think I would prefer... I'm sorry, did you say if we didn't go through? Yeah. If yeah, we okay. Didn't. If we 
know we weren't there. We know they're playing. Yeah, okay. I can't really imagine that, but okay, let's try. That would be Ajax and Juve, I think, and Ajax winning it. Right, so that Ajax, be so cool. Ajax, Ajax putting Juve out, then going to the yeah. final and beating whoever they meet. Yeah, exactly. I do think the Ajax-Juve one is actually a really interesting tie because it's a real youth versus experience tie. Yeah. It's kind of an opposite when, tie. In that yeah, way. when you look at that batten hard and scarred Juve squad versus the sheer exuberance and don't give a fuckness of yeah. Ajax, particularly having seen how they turned over Real Madrid and the beauty of Ramos sitting in the um, sitting in the the box because he deliberately got himself booked yeah. in order to free himself up for the quarterfinals. That was just fabulous. Um, and they thoroughly deserved it. So um, so I think we're all set up and ready for the for the Champions League to, to make its reappearance in the quarterfinals. I have to say I am quite excited. Um, this is now we're getting to the business end of the season. Um, and talking of which, uh, let's uh, move on then to our most recent uh, Premier League game where we played at Craven Cottage uh, against Fulham and uh, scraped a 2-1 win, some might say, possibly with a slightly dodgy penalty. Um, having only seen it once um, and, and only literally just seen it through a crowd of people, I couldn't 100% make my mind up. I saw a leg. I saw Mane, I know, went down. So I'd be interested in people's uh, opinions of that as well. But um, Molly, I, I, I didn't find that easy watching. Did you manage to see the game today? Yes, uh, I saw most of it. Um, I didn't go full apocalypse as some people did after the <laughs> after the Fulham goal. It got if you were on social media things got a bit rough. Um, so I did put my phone down. <laughs> um, I'm glad my phone was dead to be honest because I yeah, just think oh God, I literally it just put it to one side. It was everyone was shit. We've lost the league. It's the Gerard <laughs> slip all over again. It was a bit heavy, oh to be God. honest. <laughs> Jesus so if you were Christ. on social media, that's good. Um, and I thought it was definitely a penalty. Okay. Um, yeah. It was just a silly... It was so silly by the goalkeeper. I don't even think... Because the defender was there and it looked like Manny has kind of lost the ball as well, but he did get a nice big shove from the keeper, so it 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 looked um it looked like a definite pen to me. Um, I think it was right that Milner took it. Um, yes, because I know a few people were saying Salah should have taken it. But no, Milner is no. a penalty taker, <laughs> and he'd done the epic fuck up <laughs> for the goal, and then obviously made up for it um, by scoring a penalty. Um, and it, it was difficult watching, but at the same time, I think, if I'm not wrong, we had a, six shots on target, which I think was the same as the buying game. So in terms of, like, actual shots on target, like, mm. you know, we are putting it in there. We, You know, it was kind of similar in that respect. Um, but I think it's just at that stage, intention is so high. Um, it, it's more difficult to watch. I think if we were saying third, you know, with yeah. no no real concern about kind of fourth place or or winning the league, if that was out of reach, I think you'd think, oh, that was all right. Especially for you know a side facing relegation, they're always probably the toughest games. I would say at this point in the year, when you're facing a side that's kind of it's all or nothing to them, isn't it? Yeah. And, and well, that may, really always makes win. it difficult. You, if you've got a 2-1 against, as I say, if we weren't in the situation we're in, I think you would say that was a decent game. Like, yeah, scrapping, but not perfect. But but then I suppose you, the flip side is, obviously, if you are going for the title, you have to beat the, the sides facing relegation. So, well, our, our own 
overall record against you know if you take take out the you know the the, the top six in in inverted commas is is pretty much flawless. I mean, yes, we we drew against West Ham and we drew against Leicester, um, but pretty much everybody else we've beaten home and away thus far. Um, so I think you know we shouldn't we shouldn't underestimate that. I think maybe I I was surprised at how difficult either we made it for ourselves or Fulham made it for us today. I did think. It would be, and maybe this is this is my, you know, this is my format. I did think it would be a more comfortable game than it was, but then I should remember I'm a Liverpool supporter, and we never make it comfortable um, for for ourselves. But but Randy, let me let me ask you this because my my perspective, right, well, you know, sort of in the stand and watching that was that our our final ball from the fullbacks and from from Brent in particular were awful today. Um, with a couple of exceptions, I thought our our sort of dead ball delivery was pretty shocking. Um, and I don't, you know, there, there there are, you know, we it was an okay performance. There was some, you know, some some standouts. Clearly, you know, Virgil made a you know a bad mistake. You know, Milner obviously, you know, put him under that pressure in the in the first place. Um, and I don't, you know, it's a bizarre bizarre kind of clear well I don't know what he was trying to do Um, (laughs) but I I thought there was just and I wondered if it was a kind of reaction to the level that they were playing on against Bayern Munich they just we just generally just seemed to be less less slick a bit more lethargic Um, I know Klopp had talked about you know turnaround Time. And I don't want to make excuses, but I did wonder if we were seeing a bit of that. There wasn't just quite the the cohesiveness, um, I guess I was expecting. And, uh, you know, you were seeing a number of misplaced passes from Bobby and various other things. So I guess, you know, sorry, my question to you, Randy, having gone through all of that ramble <laughs> was, uh, you know, I was thinking about the fullback delivery, but there's a broader piece for me in terms of, do you think there was a uh, uh, there was an impact uh, off the back of the Bayern Munich game, or is it just as Molly said, maybe the tension is is beginning to get to us a little bit? Yeah, I think it was. I mean, we have to remember that was our third match in a week, and none mm. of these matches are easy. They are, and they they are very different, and that is a uh, task in itself to sort of adapt, uh, like. We actually did. And I was expecting much more tired legs. Uh, I thought we were in the first half. It, it looked a bit like a pre-season match in the way sometimes. But they were quite sort of calm and we had control. We were predictable, but we were patient. And, and yeah. it looked like it should have been 3-4-0. And then the interesting bit is, and I'm just reading a comment from James Milner uh, talking about it afterwards. When he came on, his the gaffer told me to come on and calm it down. And the first thing I do is slice, slice it on top of Virgil and, you know, making that goal happen. So it was a bit like that in the second half. It was actually two different matches to me. So I was very much surprised at the same time, actually, on beforehand, before the match, that was what I was expecting. So it was very strange. But in the end, I think you, you, you've been through it all. You said, like, Bobby was poor. Salah now looks more than ever like, yeah, I'm going to get that fucking goal, you know, and it's not going to happen. And all these things going on. And I'm, I don't think the wings, wingers or, or uh, was good at, at all. So it was strange, but actually a bit uh, predictable to me. So I'm really, really glad that we came away with it in the way we did, because it could have been even worse. No, I I agree, and and Ray, you know there is something to be said for being able to grind out the wins when you're not, you're clearly not at your best. Mm, um, sometimes you've just got to win ugly. Not every yeah. not every game is going to be this 
amazing performance and ultimately it's the it's the points that tell the story did we get the three points yes do we care how we got them no um you know i i have long ago stopped hoping for sexy football week in week out and as randy rightly said you know we played three games in a week this week and there are going to be tired legs and there is going to be a certain disjointedness to the play particularly when you've played a massive game midweek where you've given everything um fulham won't have been a priority on wednesday and i'm not entirely sure that fulham was entirely a priority tonight but um <laughs> you know sometimes, sometimes you've just got to you've just got to take the win however it comes um you know seeing seeing fulham score relatively undeservedly was a little bit galling but I didn't think that the scoreline was going to stay that way. And that doesn't mean to say that I thought that Fulham would score again because I didn't think they would. Um, their shape changed when Sissignon came on and it gave them much more dynamism than they had yes. up until the point, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> watching Rico <laughs> bundle a Liverpool player to the ground and then go, oh, it wasn't me. I didn't do that. <laughs> it was quite comical. Um, when really you clearly had just bundled him to the ground, dude. So, yeah, it was a penalty all day long. Um, I didn't think the ref got an awful lot wrong during the game. I thought he did quite well. Mm. Um, but um, I thought you know, the... Um, I thought was, the... Sorry, I was just going to say, Milner's no, no. pen beautifully taken. And, yeah. um, you know... We did, did we deserve the points? Yes, we did. Did we get them? Yes. Do I care how we got them? No. Got them. <laughs> no, what I was going to... There were sort of two, two, two points. I think probably one of them is a bit relevant because I was going to talk about the assistant referee on the... Uh, well, from where I was standing in the stand behind the goal in the second half, the referee on the left-hand side, the assistant referee on the left-hand side, who I thought was... I mean, he completely was missing stuff, wasn't even looking at the ball at various points. But anyway, but the second bit was I genuinely think that Ryan Babel would have been absolutely gutted if the score had remained the same and that had derailed our title bid, even though he <laughs> plays for Fulham. And I know I it was very gracious of him not to celebrate because he did leave Liverpool a long time ago. He did, um, but he's got and, a real soft spot for us. Yeah, he could have done without dyeing his hair red, though. <laughs> well, I, I thought I thought it was a tribute. No, yeah, it's no. not. It's not a good look. He's done that for ages, though. He's done that for ages. He <laughs> looks weird. It's just weird. <laughs> it, no. it, I have to say, I don't, I don't, I think I prefer him more as a platinum blonde than a redhead. If he's I don't know how he gets hair. it so shiny. I didn't think it was hair. I couldn't make out what it was at first. Does it, does it look like his hair? Does it? it? Doesn't look like hair. Well, I don't know. It's maybe he's got a very. He obviously has a very specific uh, barber or something <laughs> that that helps him with that. And in terms of you know glossing his his uh, scalp or what. It is that he's doing. I I genuinely don't know. Um, it's <laughs> yes. I ha I have to say I hadn't necessarily um, followed the glossiness so much. Um, so so I'm gonna have to have another look now. Uh, the next time, <laughs> the next time, he, the next time I see him, he made he made comments, didn't he, about. I know Virgil van Dijk's weakness. Yeah, he did. And when he came on, I was like, are you blinding him with your shiny, <laughs> shiny red head? Just, just confusion. You were going with confusion. That's what it is. So, so is, is his weakness James Milner shanking the ball over yeah. his head and him misjudging where Alison is when he's trying to head it back? I mean, that's more likely. <laughs> But to be fair to Verge, I mean, he scored, was it three games running? Four games running now? Yeah. It may not have always been in the right end of the ground, but he is still scoring pretty much. 
well, or an assist from him. <laughs> um, right, so we, you know, by hook or by crook, and and I am kind of on the page of no, it's it's that Al Davis thing from the Raiders, just win, baby. It's just like mm-hmm. I don't I don't really care how we do it now. Um, I do feel I have to say I do feel for Mo Salah because nothing is going for him. Yeah. at the moment and I think you know he's you can see he desperately wants to score um and sometimes you know he's trying too hard but god his work rate is is just phenomenal and you do wonder if you know if that's ever gonna catch him up because I saw us I did see a stat that he's played something like is it 800 more minutes than uh than Salah and and Firmino um over the season but I I think it's one of those things. Last season, everything he touched turned to gold. And it, and by the way, I don't think he's having a bad season. No. But but you no, have Mane now, who in effect is almost taking on that Salah role this season. And thank God he is. Um, but I think for me, there is something around um, people try. You know, people need to appreciate what Salah is still bringing to the side because he's still got two or three defenders coming with him every time he has the ball. And that will create, you know, if he gets the opportunity to get the ball away or whatever, that will create opportunities for us. But, um, Mane just looks like he's on fire. It just looks like he almost can't miss at the moment, which is, which is fantastic. It's such a fantastic purple patch that he's going through. And it really, it sort of, it reminds me of, you know, Salah's first season with us where, you know, he was scoring all the goals and tries he might, Mane wasn't. And it it feels like the roles have reversed now, which is no bad thing because I think that's quite healthy to have that kind of um, shift between, you know, forwards because... Yes, they're, they're all mates and they all get on, but obviously, you know, they're, they're sportsmen and they're competitors and they're naturally competitive. And I think it's the kind of um, grist to their mill is to, to have that small edge of, of competition between them all. So, um, but what's it's doubly heartening to see that it is such a collaborative effort between the forwards. It's like, let's just get this ball in the back of the net and it doesn't really matter who does it. Um and you're right that Salah is very much the focus of any back line. Doesn't matter who we play, doesn't matter where he moves, he's always got two or three defenders on him. So that makes it more difficult for him. Um but um I'm really pleased for Sadio that things are going so well for him right now and that he's scoring such fantastic goals. Um, you know, he's he you can't fault his work rate either. And even in those games where he hasn't scored, he's worked bloody hard too. So um, sometimes it just is what it is, and it's just a pit. It's just a patch where Mo's not scoring, but Sadio is. And okay, as long as we get the goals, it's fine. Yeah, I, I remember. You know, I don't. Since... I don't really. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Just remember the, against Bayern, he worked his arse off running to and forth and defending like a defender, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, mm-hmm. he made that assist for that Mane goal, that uh, last the or second one. one. The third one. It, what a beauty. And it's like, uh, I actually believe them when they say it doesn't matter who scores as long as we can do it. But especially that game, he really looked like he meant that. And he was one of the best players on the pitch, I think, and uh, along with Mane. And then today you suddenly see it again that, of course, he works his hours of today as well, but it's much more, I want to score that goal. So yeah. I actually think you should just forget about that. It's going to come. And, and look, now he's going to get a break, isn't he? He's not going to go off for national um, team work. So no. he's actually going to get some time off. That's probably going to be lovely. It's going to fit him. Yeah. So we we have got an international break. We we have um we've so it's interesting how we've come back after some of the international breaks. I think I'm hoping this time round we don't go away anywhere. I'm not sure how well those worked no. thus far. Either coming back with food poisoning or just just looking like they've all been taking sleeping tablets or something. Um, so I think I'd quite like them to have a staycation 
this this time round, um, if that's all right. So let's let's have a little look then forward, if we may, in terms of uh, the title running or the you know how we how we're coming up to the end of the season because we are literally running out of league games now. I mean, it seems bizarre that that you know we're down to five or six league games and i will i will add in the champions league ones but if i just think about the running now um you know we've got we've got seven games seven games left um after the international break i think this is going to be really interesting this is why i say i'm sort of slightly uh, interested in what we do because we come straight back at home against spurs um then straight after that We've got the um, we we're away at Southampton. Then the Champions League kicks in, so we play home and away against Porto, sandwiched in between that. We play Chelsea at home, um, and after the Chelsea game, uh, like I said, we've got we've got the Porto, and then we're away to Cardiff, who may well be fighting for their lives um, at that point. Or conversely, if they're relegated, we'll be incredibly relaxed and have nothing you know nothing to worry about um then again we've got Huddersfield who may be in the same position um and then Newcastle away before we finish up at Wolves at home so conceivably taking taking the Champions League out of the equation right do you do you think let Molly let me start with you do you think we've got to win every single game now every single league game between now and the end of the season? I think, yeah. But I think you've just got to take it one game at a time. Like, we have to just think about the Spurs game and how we're going to beat Spurs. Because I think if you th- if you look at that as a group of games, mm. at any other point in the season, again, you'd think, we've got to drop some points somewhere. Like, because that's quite an intense one of games, uh, and especially with the Chelsea game sandwiched between between the Champions League fixtures. But I think, you know, the man, you know, in terms of points, Man City. I know it's only one. They have got that one point with that game in hand, and so the the only way is if we keep winning every game and absolutely piling the pressure on. I almost think, mm. and I may come to regret these words. <laughs> that we're in the better position being that one being with those games in hand because you know I think it's easier to win that you know to win on the Saturday if you like than have to play on the Sunday and and make up the points which Man City now they they have to make up the points on us because they're the ones with the extra games they and at those extra games, if we keep winning, they have to win. And I think that's when teams start to struggle and the pressure gets to them is when you have to win. Like, mm. um, because, you know, it's not... I think, so I think, as I say, I, make, I, think, I think we're in the better position without having the games in hand almost. Um, but I think you've just got to play it one game, one game at a time. Um I do think maybe that, you know, when we get to the Newcastle game, mm. the second to last game, I'm interested to see what Rafa's tactics are going to be. Um, <laughs> he might be in goal. <laughs> but if he doesn't hand that to us on a plate, I'm going to be very surprised. <laughs> Rafa's, Rafa's too much of a professional. However, no, I know. I suspect <laughs> I suspect that um he will he will set his team up as he normally does, but I suspect if there was one game he was gonna lose this season, if it turned out to be that one, he could he live with be it. unhappy, yeah. He he wouldn't he wouldn't be unhappy. Um and I I the bit that I, I suppose I'm curious about, um, Randy is is you know, we've all got intense games coming up now ourselves, um, City, and City are playing Spurs, I think, three times in about two weeks with the Champions League and then also uh, 
playing them in the league. Um, and they've got Crystal Palace um, away, sort of sandwiched in, in between that, albeit I don't think Crystal Palace have got fantastic home form this season. So, you know, we play Porto at home. They play Spurs the same day at Wembley or the new White Hart Lane. Then we play Chelsea. They play Palace. We play Porto. They play the return leg against Spurs. Then we go to Cardiff and they play Spurs again in the Premier League. So it could be, you know, it could be I'm over egg in the pudding. Um, but I wonder if that's the pivotal, you know, the pivotal series of games um, playing, you know, Spurs. Uh, three times in a you know in a space of two and a half weeks particularly with Spurs still needing to secure top four football particularly in terms of having to help pay for their stadium so um I, I t- absolutely take Molly's point but Randy if I if I ran you through Man City's fixtures um you know, I'd be curious, do you think that's that's where it could be the crux of the matter or if you think it's going to be one of those random games that we're just not expecting? So they play Fulham away um, after the international break. Then they've got Cardiff, then Spurs, home and away in the Champions League, Crystal Palace in between, Spurs at home in the league, then Burnley away, then Leicester at home, then Brighton away. So could be Roy Hodgson, could be Uncle Roy, could be uh, the Brodge. Who does us a favour? You never know. Because <laughs> and, and Ray, I haven't even asked you about your thoughts on the return. I the broad. We will come I will, into this. I will, let, um, I will let Randy answer your question, and then I'm going to launch. Good. <laughs> I look forward to it. So, Randy, where where do you where do you think it could be the pivotal pivotal time? I can't even speak uh, for Man City in that fixture list. I think you just pinpointed it, saying that the City is playing Spurs so many times yes. in a row, and I think that is going to actually do something to those matches. And depending on what's most important, that would be Champions League for 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 City, wouldn't it? And uh, that might do us a favour in the end. And, uh, but I also think that you remember they lost to Burnley, didn't they? It could be Leicester, you know. It could be our old. <laughs> Uh, friend, as to speak, that comes in uh, being a handy um, helper in a way. And but didn't you did you say they played Newcastle? Did no, we play Newcastle. Ah. we play Newcastle. Our penultimate game um, yeah, at St yeah, James Park, and that's going to be rolling goal. So that's going to be fine. I really like that. Uh, I think it's going to be Spurs that helps us on the way, actually, or maybe Cardiff or Leicester. I don't think they're going to last the whole whole way in. They've got too many matches and too much at stake in the Champions League, I would say. Okay. All right. Interesting. So, so Ray, um, 4th, of, 4th of May, Man City uh, playing Le- um, Leicester at the uh, empty head. Um, and our former <laughs> manager is strolling the sidelines <laughs> alongside Pat <Black> Guardiola. <laughs> Let's let's go. No, but ten days ten days earlier, City are playing United as well. Yeah, so maybe right. Oli Gunnar spelling mistake actually does us a favour. Um, but I I find that unlikely also. Um, yes, Brendan Rodgers makes his triumph. To be fair, Ray, sorry to interrupt you, on this list that I've got of the fixtures, the Man U one is missing because obviously it got postponed. So I do apologise. Yeah, that that has right. to be added in. Yes, I think that could be, that might be a big stumbling block for City um, with it being the Derby and, and so on and so forth. But um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that pans out. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Rodgers has made his triumphant return to the Premiership, and I tell you what, I saw it. I saw it on Twitter, and I just went, "Oh dear!" And then I laughed. <laughs> I laughed on my own in my office. I think I laughed solidly for about ten minutes, and then, um, do you know what? Leicester really fucked up when they sacked Claudio Ranieri and they deserve whatever dross <laughs> comes their way now because they should never have treated Ranieri the way that they did. Um, I think Brendan's going to show himself up again. 
but yeah. the bit that I find fascinating in all of this, and we're we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about him because <laughs> he, we've we've all moved on. But the bit that yeah. I I find weird is the timing, because he was potentially on the verge of a triple triple or whatever the hell he was doing in in Scotland with Celtic, and um and to to kind of jettison that. Um, you know, we're talking, you know, we're talking about, you know, two, you know, a couple of months, really, you know, eight on eight or nine weeks difference. And I, I just wonder, you know, at the, at the timing of it, I, I, I found it interesting that Celtic were quite happy for him to go and chat to them at that sort of, um, you know, quite critical part of the season. Um, but I also, I wonder if they'd have reached I mean, there's only, as you say, eight or nine weeks left of the season. I wonder if the end of the season would have come along with the words by mutual consent. Mm. Because, um, you know, he's, he's never really left a club on particularly good terms. Well, no, um, that was the point I was going to come on to. Mm. The, the next thing you see is all of this stuff from Celtic, you know, this big banner going, you know, you chose mediocrity over immortality, which I thought was was nicely phrased, actually. <laughs> um, but but I did I did genuinely find the timing a bit baffling um, for him to to make yeah. this move. It's all about um, money. Yeah. Fundamentally, it's about money. He's got to pay for his sunbeds and his tooth bleaching, so the money has to come from yeah. somewhere. <laughs> well, did you also like the fact that he 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 trotted out a variation of the same line, you know, as he as he, when he when he took over at Leicester, as like you know, he'd give his Death life to, to to no 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 not didn't go that far, but you know he he would like you know give everything he had. Um, I think he he. When he came to Liverpool, he said he, uh, uh, as well as death by football and all the rest of it, he'd devote his life to whatever. Uh, um, and he's done a variation on a theme, as far as I can tell. He did it at Celtic. He did it at us. I think he did it at Swansea. I think there's been a few. There's been it's a few like, sort of. It's a bit like Robbie Keane, or you know, being a Boyfoot fan of every team he ever signed for. What, including the LA Galaxy? Yes. Who yes. um, <laughs> didn't even exist, yeah. Exactly. No, but the thing is, you know what? He's, Brendan Rodgers is very good at trotting out cliches and very pat lines. And that kind of, I will give everything to, is a sort of standard line from a job interview, isn't it? I am highly motivated. Yeah. I will give everything. And you sort of trot these lines out. You don't really believe them yourself, but you say them because you think that that's what's expected of you. And the problem with Brendan Rodgers, and I'm pretty sure that quite a few people would have, I'm sure there are plenty of people who won't agree with me, but the thing with Brendan Rodgers is that he talks a bloody good game, but he never, ever follows through on it. And it's it's the same with Roy Hodgson as well is that you trot out these very pat lines and you talk in cliches and so on and then the results show you up to be a dick and then those words by mutual consent come along and you walk away from whichever club it is you've sent down into further mediocrity with a lot of money in your pocket and you go to your next sunbed and your next tooth bleaching session and, you know, you wait for the next job to come along. It's like Sam Allardyce, you know. He makes a lot of money at a club. He gets oh, the sack. Chippy he tits. Sits, <laughs> Sham, Sham Allardyce sits on telly complaining that English managers don't get a chance. And then he get, you know, he's going to get another management job. He'll save another mediocre club from relegation, walk away with a fat watch in his pocket, and then he'll do the same thing over and over again. And I, the thing that amazes me in all of this is that People running football clubs still give these jokers jobs. So I genuinely think that um, Allardyce and Pardew have probably come to the end of their natural managerial life. I think you'll see them appear much more on sofas than you ever will in a dugout anymore. Um, And I think ultimately Tony Pulis will probably follow once once his time with Middlesbrough is done. I think he'll he'll finish. 
not seeing Alan Pardew on a sofa on the telly is one of the many reasons that I thank the stars that I no longer live in the UK. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't actually seen him on a sofa. Um, I think he may have been blackballed or something. I'm not 100% sure. He literally disappeared off the face of the earth. Which I don't, I don't consider to be a bad thing. You and I both agree on that. But, but I, I genuinely haven't seen him. No, I will hit that when... Tim Sherwood no longer has any use. And that Tim Sherwood, who was a manager at Spurs, yeah, I think it was that was his name. I, wasn't I'd it? forgotten Tim all about Timmy Tactics. Yeah, I really had. He gets trotted out a lot as well. And so until the Cockney wide react as as worn thin, I think Alan Pardew's still out of a job. But once Tim Sherwood's um um dance card <laughs> is out of date fully punched or whatever it is you do to dance cards suddenly Alan Pardew will have a job <laughs> on the day can I just say if we're talking about terrible um, pundits today yes. we had Andy Gray Richard Keys and David Moyes oh what my nice. what channel were you watching <laughs> it's being sports oh fucking hell we had to sit through all <laughs> Graham Lasso, and Graham Lasso is the most boring man on telly. I don't know how he gets the gigs, but he does. He's, he's so boring. Man. He's, there's no change of tone in his voice. Well, I was going to say, do you know the, the, the Christmas special of Father Ted, where they're trying to escape from the lingerie department, and there's that one <laughs> priest. <laughs> Go on, get out now. Go, leave the store. That's the, it's like listening to Graham on a match. It's amazing. <laughs> there is, a, I mean, I do, I do feel for you. I almost, I almost think, yeah. I mean, because I know sometimes you say you tune to the um, Arabic version, Molly, just yeah. because you can't stick listening to them too anymore. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fa- that's fantastic. Um, I do, I do find I do find it uh, I do find it interesting. Um, the other, the only other thing that made me laugh in terms of the brodge coming back was the comment from old Jurgen, which <laughs> which was along the lines of, you know, oh that's fine. I don't care as long as it's not Everton because then he might want his house back. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, just on that. I yeah. read somewhere that um, Virgil van Dijk is living in Solskjaer's old house. Yeah. And I think Solskjaer's angling to have it back. Really? Well, I read it briefly somewhere, yeah. Uh, whether it, I think, I Virgil, think, that was I think he does live there, but I don't know whether that it was like just a bit of like a joke saying uh, Solskjaer wants it back, but apparently that's happened. Hmm. Well, I would imagine he signed a tenancy agreement, so um, they, they have to see it through until with the appropriate notice period. But that's fine. I'm sure he'll, if he needs to get somewhere in the off season, he can he can do that. He can find exactly. As long as Solskjaer's not trying to do it to distract him now, we're going. Yeah, by the exactly. way, I'm going to make you homeless to try and put him off our title charge. I wouldn't put it past him, a little fucker. <laughs> I can't imagine anything intimidating Virgil Van Dyke. No, he'll just he'll just give <laughs> that smile, won't he? <laughs> it's just, just, and I, he, I, it, he is such service. a small man. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is. Oh yeah, he's small, tiny. So, I mean, that wouldn't there wouldn't be no problem for Big Virg to just <laughs> shake him about. <laughs> Are they still having the um the wankathon about him in Norway, Randy? Yeah. Or have they calmed down a bit? Oh, you know, it's so tiring. <laughs> it's so annoying and it's such a nightmare. Good job I don't read the mainstream papers because that would go absolutely crazy. But uh they have and they have this own table, you know, with all the matches uh, they played with him as uh, a leader. So they got their own table that says says how where they are. They of course they're on top and all that shit. Everything he says is wanked about. It's just so boring. But I'm, 
Oh, just, they've they've got a separate lead table for Solskjaer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't that very embarrassing? I mean, I'm so embarrassed to be Norwegian. I just really want to escape the country. And if he ever gets that, that job, because he hasn't got it yet, but if he gets it, I'm going to get, oh, for God's sake, I'm going to have to move, you know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Can I just clarify? So the so what they're saying is, on the Solskjaer table, yeah. he's winning the league. Yeah, because I don't get since it. he came, they apparently because, because the games in the games that he he's like yeah. one right, out twelve it. or yeah. whatever it is. I'm presuming that's what they mean. Yeah. Yeah. So every game he's got points in. Yeah. Like they're contrasting that, not the whole season. No, no, not the whole season. They don't care about that in Norway at all because just it's because just he about wasn't him. Wasn't there? Exactly. <laughs> so it's like and it the, didn't exist. Not <laughs> So suddenly this team came about that is called Man United, apparently, and it's uh, got this brilliant leader called Ludwig <laughs> Solskjaer. It is. It is. Oh, God, sorry. That's really made me laugh. Uh, um, right, okay. So, listen, ladies, we need to uh, draw this one to a close. Um, do you know what? It's the... Oh, it's St. Patrick's Day, isn't it? It's the 17th of March, and Liverpool are still top of the league. So I would I would say that's not a bad reason to celebrate if you have any vague connection to Ireland, um, and you want an excuse to have a drink or, or just to have a good time. Um, let's just do a quick round about any other business, any other final points anybody would like to raise. Let's let's start with you, Randy, seeing as you're still getting over the Solskjaer League table. Anything else you'd like to bring to our attention? <laughs> oh, my God. Except from uh, Man United not getting top four, uh, it would be very nice, and I can't wait to see Ox back. And I also look forward to, whenever that's going to be, that Keita is going to be in our team again because I don't know what is done wrong. Uh, so I can't wait for I believe he's injured and Keita at play, the moment. You know. Is he though? I believe he's injured at the moment. Oh. Uh, the other good news, just on your point, is uh, Klopp said apparently that both Gomez and Oxlade Chamberlain will be available for selection after the international break. Oh, oh that's lovely news. Yes. Uh, Molly, anything from you? Um, do you think that? Mo is missing his best friend and that we need to put Lovren back in the team if he's going to score again. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an interesting take on it, Molly. It's just I a theory. <laughs> yeah, he's the bench, though, isn't he? Isn't that fine? Isn't that good enough? Can they not <laughs> don't know, romance without, without <laughs> them both being in the team? Is that... <laughs> Maybe there's a bit of jealousy. I don't know. <laughs> there was a, didn't he? Didn't Lovren post something when Mo was chatting to somebody else, going, "Yeah, <laughs> what's what's you know, going on?" I thought you were someone. my best friend. <laughs> he celebrated yes. with someone, didn't he? But I can't remember who it was. No, I can't either. Um, but it was fuming. That was amusing. <laughs> um, I think. I think they'll be all right as long as Mo continues to sit next to him in the changing room. I think they'll be yeah. okay, and yeah. they can share their Instagram <laughs> coffee together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and last but not least, the the uh, the prodigal returning Ray, uh, welcome back, my dear. Any any last bon mots for us before we draw um, this one to a close? Um. Special mention for Andy Robertson today because he was absolutely unstoppable, and um, I get such a I get such a thrill out of watching him play because he's just endlessly energetic, and he he didn't flag at all today. And um, extra special mention for Bobby Firmino's celebration after one of Sadio Mane's goals on Wednesday. I'm sure that man's smile is visible from space. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I have to say. Well, it's, it's lovely to have you back and, uh, and have it's your special, special brand you. of 
cackling back on the live birds pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you as always to uh, Andy and Molly. It's it's been great. We've got seven league games to go and potentially another five games if we get to the final of the Champions League. So let's keep the boys at the forefront of our mind and as we have said on a few of the other occasions up the fucking reds life goes on day after day hearts torn in every way So fairy, cross the mercy, cause this land's the place I love, and here I'll stay. Sports Social Podcast Network.